This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Violence at work and on school campuses, sometimes with tragic results, seems all too common today. But one expert says there are ways to defuse the anger. People who threaten and have those three things in the threat, plan, intent, and means, generally they will carry it out within 72 hours. So we shouldn't take threats lightly. Then, surveys show that the public's trust in the news media has plunged to all-time lows. As late as the early 70s, people had confidence in the press. But by 2008, almost half of Americans said they had hardly any confidence in the press. Those two stories, and much more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stay with us. Our first interview will begin right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Violence at work and on school campuses has become almost commonplace in the news today. But are there ways you can recognize and defuse anger in the workplace? InfoTrack's Taryn McCall is here to find out. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Mike Staver, CEO of the Staver Group, a national team of strategic business advisors and coaches. He's also the creator of the audio and video series, 21 Ways to Diffuse Anger and Calm People Down. Mike, U.S. Department of Labor statistics say that homicide is the fourth leading cause of occupational deaths, and it's the leading cause of death for women in the workplace. This was not an issue a couple of generations ago. How do we get to this point? I think a couple of things have happened. Number one, the pressures on society and the cultural intensity that we have is greater than ever. I also think that we have evolved into a culture that is so results-oriented and so driven. I actually think that's starting to shift, thankfully. But we have not traditionally paid a lot of attention to the psychology and the emotional and mental impact of the workplace and societal pressures on people And that has increased. In the old days, we didn't really have to do that. But nowadays, we're going to need to pay more attention. You say that many of these violent incidents could be avoided if employees and leaders understood how to recognize violence triggers and how to diffuse them in the workplace. What exactly is a violence trigger? The trigger, ironically, and I think this is important for employers to understand, is an internal trigger. We had a tragedy in North Florida where a school teacher who was fired from their job came back and killed the principal of the school. I think it's important for us to say that in some cases it cannot be avoided. But there are certain things we can do to diffuse those triggers. The triggers are often three things. A person's belief that the circumstances they find themselves in are unfair out of their control and they're deeply personal and the more intensely they believe that the more likely it is that they will get angry now impulse control and frustration tolerance that you and i you know we go to the store we see something we like we have an urge to buy it that's an impulse most of us can control those but in a very very narrow percentage of the population there are those who have a very difficult time doing that and so if there are circumstances that are out of an employee's control they're deeply personal to that particular employee, and they're unfair, we need to pay attention to the emotional reactions to those situations. Can you give us some specific warning signs that most people may miss? All of us have what's called baseline. It's how you and I normally function throughout the course of the day. 
So I might be an extrovert, you might be an introvert, and we kind of have this normal pattern, kind of what everyone's used to. But when there's a significant shift away from that pattern, when a person who's generally very talkative or very interactive all of a sudden becomes very isolated, when a person who is generally engaged in conversation all of a sudden doesn't engage in conversation, when we hear people starting to rant about things that they haven't really ranted about or seem to get more upset about things than the average person would get upset about things. We need to pay attention to that. Certainly in the most egregious cases, when a person makes a threat, we need to pay attention to that. And most people think when people make threats, you know, it's like the old wives tale about suicide. People who talk about it don't do it. Well, the fact is they do. And people who threaten do. So that's the most important thing to pay attention to is threats. But certainly any variation from a person's normal behavior pattern or the things that they generally do should be paid attention to. Our guest on InfoTrack is Mike Staver. He's a business coach and has created an audio and video series called 21 Ways to Diffuse Anger and Calm People Down. Mike, what should someone do if they see one of these red flags? I think a lot of people think, hey, how could I diffuse a situation where someone's about to snap? Do I even want to place myself in the middle of that? People get angry in four basic phases. So the answer to the question is, if they're phase one or phase two, which is, you know, admire and annoyance. Let's say that a person comes in and they're ranting and raving about traffic and they hate living in X city because of the traffic and they're just going off on that. Then I suppose that if I was doing that, you could say, yeah, I know, I totally get it. I get traffic's terrible and maybe we should find a different way to work. That's okay. Where employees should not get involved is when the person has gone to what we call stage three or the peak or the crisis phase where they are making threats, where they are making exaggerated physical gestures, where maybe they're throwing something or kicking something or storming around the office where it makes people really uncomfortable because of their irrational outbursts, then they should probably engage a manager or somebody from their HR department. If the warning signs are getting to an alarming level, would you report it to a manager or is it better to contact law enforcement? I would never call law enforcement directly unless there's an imminent danger in the workplace at that moment. If you see somebody walk into the workplace, obviously with a weapon, call law enforcement right away. And remember threats. Threats are most likely to occur when three things are present, when they have a stated plan, a stated intent, and a stated means. A plan meaning I'm going to come back here tomorrow and X, means being I have a way to do what I say I'm going to do, I have a weapon, I have a knife, I have a vehicle, I can drive into the building, whatever, and that they state the intent, I intend to do it. So in that particular case, they need to call HR or look at what their policy is relative to how to handle that. Very important things to understand. People who threaten and have those three things in the threat, plan, intent, and means, generally, they will carry it out within 72 hours. So we shouldn't take threats lightly. Does corporate America take workplace violence seriously enough? I think they take it seriously from a policy perspective, but usually, unfortunately, after something has occurred. The most important thing that employees can do and any managers that are listening is to make sure that the policy is specific as to consequences for threatening behavior, violence, acting out, bullying, all those kinds of things. And then what the employee who's observing it is supposed to do. If they know exactly what they're supposed to do and they actually do it, the likelihood of something terrible happening is greatly reduced. Mike, are there always warning signs or are there certain instances where someone just flips? There are certain instances where people just 
flip. However, I will say that if you listen to the news, just anecdotally pay attention to what you see in the workplace when you see these happening in the news, you will generally hear people saying, well, you know, they were acting a little weird the last few weeks, or they did say this, but I just didn't take it seriously because who would ever think? You know, the saddest thing you can hear somebody say is that the person gave some innuendo or made some comment and we all didn't take it seriously. And I think that we can't afford not to take it seriously, even if the person is quote unquote just kidding. It's just not something we can joke about. Do you have any final thoughts for us? I think it's important that people understand that, number one, it is unlikely that they're ever going to encounter violence of a significant nature that would result in a death at work. However, all of us in our day-to-day lives will encounter things at work and at home that are out of bounds relative to anger and expression of that. And we should pay attention to that and not take that lightly. Mike Staver, CEO of the Staver Group and creator of the audio and video series 21 Ways to Diffuse Anger and Calm People Down. Do you have a website where our listeners can learn more? I do. They can go to thestavergroup.com. And Staver is spelled S-T-A-V-E-R. Mike, thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Taryn McCall. Next, why do so many Americans say they hate the news media these days? An expert has some eye-opening answers. Coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.